Hi everybody, this is Wintry. This is the Fantasy Wrestling Talk Podcast. If you guys have never listened to this podcast before, thank you for listening for the first time. Basically how this podcast works is I compare WWE wrestling to fantasy sports. Um, I basically tell you who to start, who to sit, and who had a good week and who had a bad week in terms of fantasy. Um, Basically, most podcasts for wrestling talk about, you know, long-term storylines, who they like winning, who they like losing, um, stuff like this. I don't. I basically talk about it in terms of fantasy sports. Um, I talk about who had a lot of points they got this week, who doesn't look good for future, for who to start, and who to sit. And basically, long-term effects of what happened during the week. So before we get going, the first thing I like to talk about is three major things we learned during this week. Uh, these are fantasy related, so they they kind of they may not be matches, but in the long grand scheme of things, they have long-term effects in terms of fantasy. Uh, the number three thing we learned is Gable and Otis won the Raw Tag Team Title over. Um, RK Bro, it was just a matter of time till RK Bro um, eventually are going their own separate ways, and you knew they were gonna combust eventually. Um, I thought it was gonna happen a little closer closer to um, WrestleMania than the Rumble, but that's good for them, good for the Academy. Uh, the number two things, number two thing we learned this week, general thing, is Xavier Woods is out indefinitely. Um, without him. Kofi loses a lot of his value because I don't know what they're going to do for Kofi. He has been, I don't want to say handicapped by Xavier Woods by being in the tag team division with the New Day, but since Biggie's by himself, Kofi can handle it by himself, but I don't know about long-term perspective for him for getting the points that you need for him. And the number one thing we learned is we now have a number one contender for the SmackDown titles. Um, I'll explain why this is more of a long-term thing than what the number three step was. Um, um, I, Ivar and Eric are the number one contenders. They won a fatal four-way. Uh, they get to fight the Usos. They're probably going to fight them next week or after the Rumble. I, I can't see the Usos defending the title at the Rumble. But this is one of those things where it's not like immediate, but it might be a couple weeks down the line, but now you have number one contenders. Okay. There was a lot of stuff to process this week for studs and duds. Um, I'm going to try to go through it pretty quick. But basically, there's a lot of numbers and stuff that I can throw away at you. But I try to narrow this down as much as I can to my top three fantasy studs and my top three fantasy duds. Uh, studs are kind of, hey, who had the best week for points? And duds are, who disappointed you? Um either in the short-term, long-term, or something totally you didn't expect at all. So let's go into our fantasy top three fantasy studs of the week. Uh, number three is Dewdrop. She won a triple threat number one contenders match. Um, she gets to be the number one contender against Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. Um, I didn't see Bianca Belair winning that match because I think that she's going to win the Rumble or f- some way to f- sneak in at WrestleMania. Um, I, I didn't see Liv Morgan winning a match of any kind of value. So Dewdrop kind of had to be the extra person that was probably going to have to win this match. Um, Becky Lynch will probably be Dewdrop. I can't see Dewdrop winning this match at all. But at least it's somebody different. And Dewdrop finally gets her title match. 
she might be get a little hot streak before she fights Becky Lynch, but in the long term, I can't see her winning. But good for her. Um, number two, number two fantasy studs are um, Eric and Ivar. Like I said, they won a number one contenders match. Most people that don't do any points for her if you win a number one contenders match, you just throw that out the winner. But as a fatal four way, so you won specialty points for that. Um, like I said, I they have a chance of beating the Usos, but. If, even if you don't factor in them winning the title at all, you got points for them winning a very weak um, division number one contenders match. You got points for the specialty match, so good for them. I don't see a lot of people that actually have them on their rosters, but people might jump up. People might jump up and try to snatch them just because they think they have a chance to win the Usos for not having a lot of faces in that division. You know they're the best of the best. So I mean it's not really saying a lot. And number one fancy stud is Gable and Otis. Um, like I said, they won the Raw World. They run the Raw Tag Titles. Good for them. Good for the Academy. It basically ends RK Bro as a tag team. They might get one or two more matches in, but they're basically done. So, good for the Academy. It, it mixes things up eventually. I think in the long run, uh, it's going to help a face tag team like the Street Profits get more title shots. Or Dominic and uh, Ray uh, by having Gable and Otis win, so they're more of a, a patchwork short-term tag champions. But good for them. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see people jump on the Otis bandwagon. I've been saying you should jump on Otis when you get a chance. Gable is a different story, but good for them. They got a lot of points. Now my top three fantasy duds of the week. Uh, number three, Kofi. This is his first match without Xavier Woods. Lost to Madcap Moss. This match, I don't know if it's more of Kofi wasn't ready or Madcap, they want to build him up. This shouldn't have happened. Kofi should have beat him. I'm like, oh, okay, then they're going to have him fight Corbin. No, it didn't make any sense. Bad for Kofi. Bad for short-term storyline for him. It just shows that Kofi Mania is dead. And he has no momentum as singles wrestler. And he, they have to figure out what they're going to do with him. Uh, the number two thing, Fantasy Dud, is Liv Morgan. I like piling on the stats of Liv Morgan. I actually will get more stats on Liv Morgan in a second. When I get to that point, my stat of the week. But she's going to get no more title shots. She's done. She's not a more contender. She's done. Just cross off your board. I've been saying this for like a couple weeks now. I can't see her getting any more shots to title. So, whatever. She's done. Um, and the number one fantasy dud of the week, nobody has Natalia or Natalia starting. You shouldn't have Natalia. She doesn't fight often enough. I know she's got some records of most matches, most WrestleMania female matches, whatever. I don't care about that. She lost to Aaliyah in like three seconds, which was ridiculous. Natalia beat her up. They were going to stop the match. Not stop the match. Reset it. Elia won, Elia won in by roll-up. Natalia just looked bad. I have no idea what the storyline is. But I'm actually going to get to Natalia in a few seconds. Um, but as of right now, she's my fantasy dud of the week. Just because it's like three seconds and like 3.17 seconds or whatever it is. Okay. Now let's get into um, last week's start and sits. I had a real bad week. I'm trying to see what I did last week to try to make up for it. I said to start Seth Rollins. They kind of had to build up some kind of Seth Rollins angle against Roman Reigns. 
I said he was going to fight one of the Usos. I actually was wrong on that. He fought Big E on Raw. He won the match. And then he showed up on SmackDown, did a little shoot interview with Roman Reigns. Usos came out, but whatever. He did have technically one match during the week. He got a win. I'm going to count that as being correct. I said to start, I said to start Charlotte. She had, the new, had to have a new contender. Basically, that's off the board. They don't know what they're doing with this. Um, she didn't have a match. I got that wrong. That was a bad start. I said to sit Dolph Ziggler. And I also said to sit Apollo Crews. Both of them won in the same match. It was a six-man tag match. Ziggler, Cruz, Rude against Priest in the Street Profits. Um, I said Cruz hasn't won anything back back in a while. I said the Ziggler rivalry against Darian Priest should be over. I guess they're going to try to make this a little bit longer. Whatever. I got that wrong, too, because um, I picked them both to lose. So out of my three picks, Rollins I got right. Charlotte I got wrong, I guess, for not fighting. And then Ziggler and Cruz, um, I got those both wrong. So it was not a good week for my picks for last week. I'm sorry. I don't understand why they're continuing these long storylines before the Rumble, but whatever. Uh, this week I'm going to go a little off the board. I was going to pick Otis. I'm sorry. I said it, I'm said i saying it wrong. I was going to pick Omis, but I think he's going to pad his stats against Jobbers. I'm not going to pick him. I think that's a too easy pick. I like going a little off the wall. So I'm going to start Natalia. My reason is she's going to try to get a, uh, a return match against Aaliyah. She can't lose back-to-back weeks. It just kills her momentum. If she had AL, um, I'm going to start her. Just because I think she's going to wedge herself into another rematch this week. I'm going to start Bobby Lashley. Um, he got attacked against the Hurt Business. I guess they're still called the Hurt Business. Um, Alexander and Benjamin. I don't know what they're called. It's tag team because they're the Hurt Business, but they attacked the Hurt Business. But I think he's going to fight one of them or both of them in a handicap match or a singles match this week to get revenge on attacking him. I'm going to take Bobby Lashley. I'm going to sit Shanky and Mahal. They did their one tag team match this month. They're going to be out of the picture. They're not going to be on the show. They're going to even be on SmackDown. I'm going to sit Sony Deville. Now, they're going to have, finally, maybe, uh, the naomi Sonya Deville match this week, allegedly. I think Sonya Deville is going to either get counted, if they have the match, if she's either going to get counted out, or she's going to get DQ'd, and Naomi's not going to get the revenge match she actually wants. So that's my logic in certain city, Sonya Deville. I can't see a lot of people actually have her anyways, but she's going to be my sit of the week, my other sit. So real quick, I'm going to start Natalia, start Lashley, sit Shanky slash Junior Mahal, and I'm going to sit Sonya Deville. Now as for your every favorite stat of the week, the stat of the week actually involves my favorite person I love to rip on, Liv Morgan, because I say she can't win anything of value or anything of consequence or anything that means anything. Well, since March, since May, I want to make sure I get the stat right here. I did find somebody she can beat. The person she can beat is actually Carmella. And matches that involve Carmella, either singles, tag, six-man, whatever, Liv Morgan is 7-4 against Carmella, which is actually a great win-loss record. 2-1, to one, beautiful. Against any match that does not involve Carmella, 
Nothing at all. She's one and six. So this goes to show you that if Carmella is the lowest person on the roster, Liv Morgan just one notch above her. This just shows that Liv Morgan, until she can beat somebody other than Carmella, you cannot take her as a credible wrestler. Uh, that's it for this week. We got a busy week next week. We're getting ready for the Rumble. And um, if you have any questions about fantasy wrestling, you can hit me up at Mike at Real Wintry on my Twitter account. Uh, that's it. And I just want to tell you, remember, you can't spell Wintry without W-I-N. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening. Bye.